Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Black Buffalo products are intended for adults age 21 and older who are consumers of nicotine or tobacco. If you're an adult age 21 and older and use nicotine or tobacco, I want to tell you about Black Buffalo's award-winning nicotine pouches. What are they made of? Cured edible green leaves, food-grade ingredients, and pharmaceutical-grade nicotine. No tobacco leaf or stem. So if you're 21 and older, consume nicotine or tobacco and want to join the Black Buffalo herd, head over to blackbuffalo.com to learn more. You can order nicotine pouches online and they ship directly to most states. Or check out their store locator to purchase pouches at thousands of retail locations around the country. Black Buffalo Tobacco Alternative. Bold flavor, full pouches. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at First, first Listen. listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Volume. What up, y'all? It's Tiva from Snaps, presented by FanDuel. Now, we're a college football show, but I'm a massive NBA fan. Now, I'm a Pelicans fan, which can be a trying existence at times, and well, the news about Zion's been no fun lately, but whatever. I love the NBA, right? And if you love the NBA, there's no better place to get on the action than FanDuel. But why, T-Bob? Well, the app is safe, secure, it's easy to use. Uh, FanDuel has exclusive offers, boosts, and you know stuff going on all the time. Uh, when you win, very importantly, you get paid fast. And FanDuel has lots of ways to play, okay? Spread, money line, over-unders, totals, player props, individual same-game parlays, multi-game parlays. It's all there with the live betting. It doesn't matter if you're running up late. You got to your party late. You're hanging out with the fellas, the girl fellas, whatever the point is. Live betting, I mean, you can jump right in. You can bet with your friends, and you too can be cheering for these same things. So, what are you waiting for? Okay, download the FanDuel app today, and let's start to make every moment more with FanDuel. Promo code SNAPS. Hello, everyone. Welcome in to a brand new week of SNAPS. Your favorite daily college football podcast. I am one of your hosts, T-Bob Bear, joined as always by our guy, QB1 over there in Atlanta, Mr. Aaron Murray. Aaron, what's up? Did you win the Murray Man golf outing last Thursday? Or when mm. did we talk to you last? You were, you are no, on Friday. Friday I made you come on the radio with me and you were on the way uh to go play golf with your brother and your father i saw a picture everybody looked beautiful who ended up taking Thank it you. home and, and and don't forget mama murray was there too just showing us oh, all I it's know. done I, there's nothing better than waking up on a friday morning uh you know I, I love waking up knowing that i'm gonna get to play golf like you wake up a little pep in the step and i wake up uh to an explicit from t bob like you are coming on my blank show what yep. time do you want to come on like good morning yep. to you too t bob uh, Look, no, dude, I'm up at 5 a.m. Uh, Jake was mm. still out. I was solo hosting. I just needed someone to Who help me kill a second. Because you were out uh, in Disney. Yeah, yeah. No, we had our boy Mario. Mario Jerez. Shout out Mario Jerez. Uh, one of our... Um, uh, one of our producers hosts uh, when we're out. But no, look, I have no problem doing a solo show, right? They're great, whatever. Uh, yeah. But, you know, it's always nice to hit up a homie to kill a segment. So yeah, I, yeah, I have to tell you why you're wrong. And Anthony Richardson should be the number one overall pick. And then you got to go golfing yeah. afterwards. So, our, our so conversation who won? was just so good. Our conversation was so good on Thursday. So for who, those who missed that, please go back and check that one out. Dealing yeah. with this whole Anthony Richardson 
uh, debacle at number one. We are on very opposite ends of the spectrum here, T-Bob and myself. So if you missed it, go back. But it was just so good that we had to run it back again the next day uh, on local radio there in Baton Rouge, which was always fun. Uh, T-Bob had my mom and dad dying laughing in the car, though. Um, nice. We were talking I about feel the, like I said we were talking about the importance really of centers and centers and quarterbacks. Uh, they they were they were rolling a little bit on that one, but no. Back to the golf. Since since I am a professional golfer now, you see me in my my sponsored Nike hat at the moment. Ah, <laughs> yeah. uh, Josh, what my ass! I'm not gonna lie. It it, oh. it I'm it it's a kind of tough. I'm gonna be honest right now because we're very competitive. We're we're six years apart. So like we couldn't be super competitive growing up because obviously he was going to beat my ass. He's bigger, he's older, he's stronger, he's all that. But like when I when 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 I got to essentially when we when we both maxed out our physical like proudness, like size, strength, all that, we could compete on somewhat of a level playing field. So when we get out there and play golf, I would say sixty percent of the time it usually ends up in some sort of battle of words there's some cussing involved <laughs> dad has gonna have to step in between us once or twice on a green before what um there was actually what? one time yeah one time this is my dad's birthday weekend actually we're playing golf and it got so heated um that i ended up like leaving the round texting sharon to get maddox that we were leaving the lake house going back to atlanta and Josh and I ended up like not speaking for about four months afterwards. So it gets really, really heated. Aaron, that is unhinged. That yeah, is unhealthy. Bad. But there were that some like other ongoing things. No, for sure. Obviously. There was some other stuff going on. There was some other stuff going on that like no one was willing to say something. But then all of a sudden. It all came to a head. It, it got so heated on the golf course. And then that carried over to it. And then all of a sudden like F, I mean, just lots of cussing going on. My dad's sprinting up the fairway. Because it's his home golf course again between both of us. We're making a scene. Uh, it, it got a little oh, bit too aggressive. Uh, but anyways, uh, we get very competitive on the golf course. So when I, mean, I beat him, I knew it, you know, kind of ticks him off a little bit. When he beats me, it, it really doesn't ruin my day, but I'm I'm like going with over the my head benefit of hindsight, Aaron. Yep. Who was in the wrong, him or you? On the big fight? Like yeah. the one that was like uh we didn't talk for much. He he was in the wrong. He crossed the line. Um, <laughs> would, would he agree? Would he agree with this? Uh, you mean, do, you, do we want to break down the, the, the Murray brawl on the Cuscoa golf course in 60 seconds? You want me to break it down? Ooh, we'll, we'll ooh, I don't know, dude. That's up to you. I'll leave that to you. You All make right, that so, choice. So Josh was sitting on one side of the fairway. I was on the other side helping my brother-in-law find his ball. Josh hits it. I get up, go, go to hit my ball afterwards. I didn't see Josh's ball or where it hit it, where any of that. I hit it, I kind of shank it a little bit, and I yell four. I obviously, I guess I didn't yell four enough. It went over Josh's head, so he's kind of pissed off already that like the ball got close to him. I'm like, I yelled four. Anyways, we come up to the, to the green. He's on the other side of the green, I'm on this side. He said he can't find his golf ball. So he said, I hit it perfect, I just can't. And he's like, I hit it perfect. I'm like, well, if you hit it perfect, you'd be able to find it. So obviously you get it. <laughs> that kind of pissed him off a little bit. He said, what did you say to me? I said, if you would have hit it perfect, you would have been able to find it. So obviously you didn't hit it that well. That's why it's gone. And then it started this whole shouting match about some political stuff that was going on at the time that we we're on different <laughs> sides of. <laughs> Turned into, I think I said like, you know, F you. He said, say that to my face one more time. So I said, okay, F you. So then he sprints across the green, gets in my face, says that he's going to beat my ass if I say it one more time. Then my dad's running up the fairway. He gets in between both of us. Um, some other things were heated, like, you know, Sharon runs the household kind of thing. Um, <laughs> called out my man. <laughs> hey, that's a flex, though, dude. If your wife is more badass than you, I've never understood that as a criticism. That's, like, that's an oh, inherent yeah. flex. Oh yeah, like sorry, my wife's hot and she's a lawyer and like kicks ass. Like yeah. I don't know what your point she, is. She has a, yeah. sorry, she has a, a pretty strong opinion about things, and I kind of agreed with her, even though they're you know different than yours at times. So, uh, uh, yeah, it was it was a fun little battle. So, turned oh into us God, leaving the lake dude. a little early and and um, and us not talking for a couple months, but we're good now. So we've we've learned from our mistakes. We never take we never go that far anymore. 
But yes, we do get very competitive on the golf course. It doesn't even sound like things went that far. I mean, I guess oh, they did. I, I'm, I'm not. I'm not getting the full. I didn't get. I didn't get in the full. Yeah. Dose. Okay. Okay. Because I was all pretty meathead based. Your brains are like oh, bad shot, bro. And they're like, well, what'd you fucking say? Say it to my face. <laughs> and then, uh, and then, in classic. Uh, Look, politics, right? That's why if, you if, avoid. If, if, the, the classic, if you weren't, if you if you weren't my brother, I'd beat your ass right now. Uh, quote that's happened a couple times in our life. See, I feel like it's easier to beat your brother's ass. I'm not trying to beat some random person's ass. Like that's actually fucked up. Like, like throw, fighting like, with your brother hands. is what like it literally is. throw hands. Like you no, throw I guess me no, no, I yeah. guess me and my brother never have. That is that 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 that's yeah. fair. That that that's fair. There was um, a moment though. I thought he was, and I was like, kind of go through my head, like, what happens if he does actually throw a punch? He's big, dude. Like, he looked pretty big in that picture, Aaron. He looked a little thicker. He's bigger dude. than I am. He is. Yeah. He's thicker. He's like a good inch taller, probably about fifteen pounds heavier. But I'm also very I, stealth at the moment. You know, I'm. I'm. You know, I nice knew that like sticks. Jordan Rogers and Aaron Rogers don't talk anymore. I don't want another bachelor brother breakup, dude. Okay, yeah, come on. We no. y- y'all need to solve these wounds. It'll be all good. We're good. Um, we're good. We're all good. right. Oh, we're good. Okay, we're already good. Okay, perfect. We're okay. Good. Good. I um did not expect this to go this way. Here's what we're going to talk about today. We're going to talk about Florida State as uh, Florida State is in the news. Some news that broke around Friday, uh, but the kind of first shot across the ACC bow as Florida State. Uh, we've talked about how bad the ACC TV deal is for a while and kind of refresh you on that. But Florida State being the first big brand to come out and say it's it's untenable, like like something must change. And we'll get into whether or not it can. We'll also talk to some of the rumors surrounding the first round pick, maybe do a meta take conversation on the conversation around the first round pick because it is a wonderful unending gold mine that will continue to um bear resources and dividends for the next eight weeks as we prepare for this nfl draft and uh, as always we'll get to your comments in the uh chat so youtube.com slash the volume i'm trying out a new thing here where like hit the like button if you hate animal abuse okay um uh, what what what, like like what's something think of things that are universally hated that there's no problem with everything hated on and if you hate that hit the like button okay and and sub to the pod and rate and review if you enjoy the pod rate review that all helps and if you sign up for the FanDuel sportsbook app use the promo code snaps um all right let's dive in to florida state now i believe this Mm. needs hmm a bit of setup for those that don't know the acc has a deal where teams are currently locked in through 2036 uh it does not behoove espn or the acc to allow any teams to move or to try to add because it is a deal that falls apart i believe if the uh if the membership like if the institution membership changes right so they have a deal where um their their media um, I'm, i'm kind of butchering how i want to set this up Everybody in the AC is locked in through 2036. It's a grant of rights deal, which means that any money that the ACC makes off of uh, TV broadcast, any money that any of the schools in the ACC make off of TV broadcasts belong to the ACC. So you'll see later on people talking about the exit fee that Florida State would have to pay just to get out of the conference. But if that is actually separate, from the money that they would have to pay to get out of this grant of rights agreement. So they're kind of locked in in multiple ways. But Mm -hmm. bottom line is it's a bad TV deal that goes through 2036, and we'll see them make approximately $30 million less than their peers in the Big Ten and the SEC. (laughs) And Florida State AD Michael Alford got out there on Friday in front of the university's board of trustees and said that something has to change, saying that it is, quote, impossible for Florida State to continue to compete at that sort of revenue deficit. No, it it is. I mean, when when you're trying to get to the level of Georgia or Alabama or anyone in the Big Ten, because it's a big brand. I mean, let's let's be real. Like Clemson, what Clemson has done under Dabo for the past decade. I mean, they were thought to be like the, the next dynasty, and they're still not gone anywhere. I mean, they were they were one game away from still being able to make the playoffs this past season. Clemson is still very relevant. It seems like Florida State is in a place right now 
under Norvell, believe it or not, that they're going to be very competitive and have a chance to, in my opinion, to be the front runner to actually make the playoff next year if anyone's going to make the playoff from the ACC. But we're not just talking about one year of success. These programs understand, like, I need to build longevity. What do you need? Just like like any other business, what do you need in order to build the biggest, baddest uh, facilities to equipment to uh, experiences for your fans? You need money. And when Georgia and Alabama and Ohio State and Michigan are getting paid thirty million dollars more than you every single year, and also let's not forget, T, that in six, seven years, both those deals are up. So the SEC is going to be able to re-up, which that 30 is probably going to go higher. The Big yeah. Ten is going to be able to re-up and renegotiate a new deal. That deal is going to be higher. So it's got $30 million right now. That's probably going to be closer to 35, 40, if not more, before the ACC's deal is going to run up in 2036. So you need the money. You do. If you want to build consistency, if you want to build championships, if you want to put people in the seats and give them a hell of an experience, you need to find ways to make money where you're not having to go to a booster and say, hey, listen, we have this gap. We need money to pay for X. We also need money to pay for collective and NIL and this and that. They're going to get sick of it. They don't have enough money to do all that. So the reason why an SEC team can maybe a little bit here, there to Joe Smo, big time booster. Hey, we appreciate your check. We would rather you kind of put it towards the players. We got it covered. We're getting paid thirty more million dollars than all these ACC schools. We're getting paid thirty yeah. more dollars, million dollars than everyone else. We don't need your money to build new facilities. We'll take care of that. We just need you to make sure these players are happy. So Florida State and these ACC schools are battling a battling on all fronts right now because of this money deficit. So I understand them wanting to get out. I would love, 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 love as as SEC guys if if we got Miami, if we Ooh. got Florida yeah. State. If we got Clemson, if we got North Carolina, imagine adding those four brands to the SEC to to lock up the state of Florida as an SEC, um, uh, essentially an SEC state, pretty much. I know UCF yeah. is now a big, big, you know, Power Five school, but still, that would be monstrous for this conference. But you sign the deal, and if there was if there was a way to get out of it, I'm sure that would have been found by now. Unless you're going to write some astronomical big check that I don't think you know right now doesn't seem feasible. I think, um, okay, I, I think I want to get into some of the specific numbers. Also, the idea of fully locking up uh, the entire state of Florida gives it a very Civil War sort of feel. Uh, Brum, do you think it would be problematic to rename the SEC the Confederacy and the Big Ten the Union? <laughs> Can't imagine what would go wrong there. Yeah, I mean, right? <laughs> Yeah, and uh, then you use the it very, There is a very big joke there that, uh, you know, naming the Confederacy and the Union in the Big Ten's conference is Fox. <laughs> and look, and then the tagline is the Confederacy, the South will rise again. Uh, I'm a marketing genius, guys. I don't know. No, no, and then you can come out and say it's only halftime, you know. You know <laughs> nothing bad can happen here. Um, okay, let's get into some of the numbers that Aaron's alluding to, though, here. Again, the exact numbers. Uh, the Big Ten right now has a deal that would pay schools $80 million a year. It starts in 2023. It ends in 2031. The SEC Mm. has a deal, which will be adjusted somewhat. I'm not sure how far as they're renegotiating good faith right now in ESPN with the Texas and Oklahoma editions. But the SEC schools get 72 a year, starts in 24, ends in 34. Now, real quick note there. I have to imagine in the renegotiations, the SEC is somehow trying to get more than the 80 per that the Big Ten negotiated. I also don't exactly know how they're going to be able to do that. Like if they can justify that in these negotiations, we'll see. Because right now, just between the Big Two, the Big Ten kind of outflanked the SEC. Like Kevin Warren did a masterful job. He got more per year and the deal comes up sooner. Meaning he gets to hit the renegotiation table sooner. I mean, he outflanked him a little bit. Now it's not a oh, major yeah. difference. It's it's not one that's going to backbreak anybody, but it is a difference. Mm-hmm. Um, no, it, it it is. But I, I think you want to talk about going to the table, like going to the table to to Fox and CBS and NBC, who are the partners now with the Big Ten, and 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 saying, hey, we're just gonna we're gonna add two schools from LA. I think that's that's obviously it's a major market, but for the SEC now to be able to go back to the tables and say we just added Texas and Oklahoma, and mm-hmm. we want another. Nine million dollars per school to be more than than the Big Ten. I think that's What's a pretty valid, nine, valid argument. Fourteen. What are we looking at? We're looking at like over a hundred million. Okay, yeah, you know, 
to add maybe Texas, Manitoba. to add Texas yeah, and uh, uh, Oklahoma. Yeah. Maybe, so, you know, I don't I know that, a, Matt. I think it's a good argument for the SEC. But um, you're right. It, it feels stronger now that we've talked it out than maybe I thought it did on the surface. Uh, now, okay, so Big 1080, SEC 72, ACC members are getting 42 million. And that's a deal that runs through 2036. Also, that 42 million, according to um, Alford, the Florida State AD, includes the kitchen sink. I don't even think the Big Ten or the SEC deals had the kitchen sink. Like that 42 million he's saying is when you throw everything in there. That's the number mm -hmm. that they're hitting. And, and, and I was reading a Tallahassee Democrat article about this. And this is, I'm not 100% sure what it is in the grant of rights deal and how it differs from the SEC's deal and why this would be the case. But according to the Tallahassee Democrat, uh, because Florida State just has, they're not privy to any of the TV money that is made, that in just three years, they could trail Florida by $90 million in yearly revenue. Again, I tried to figure out exactly how that number was arrived at. I couldn't do it. But just know that that is a number that is floating around there. And, and granted, it's a number that FSU wants out there because they want to be like, look, this is serious. Now, I will say this. Is serious. There's some napkin math that seems to make a lot of sense here. If you're saying, okay, uh, so the SEC's exit fee would be $120 million. And you're like, okay, well, then if you're making $30 million less a year and it's $120 million exit fee, well, then do it. And in four years, you've broken even, right? And then you're going to make up way more money over time. Except, once again, because it's grant of rights, it's not just the exit fee you have to pay. You actually have to buy back those media rights. So we're talking about buying back 13 years worth of media rights. Texas and Oklahoma just did it for one year, Aaron. They paid $50 million a piece. If you just use that as a rough metric, you could be talking about like maybe like, 400 million for FSU now now granted look if you're a higher ed guy look is that what endowments are for okay screw your endowment we're trying to play football but like yeah. in all seriousness Florida State is in a literal um a, 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 a true like rock in a hard place like like they can't the get out and they can't keep up, right? I mean, financially, it doesn't make any sense with those numbers being the case. Yep. And then they can't keep up. They say it's, it, it's impossible. So I'm still a bit unclear as to what Alford's endgame with all of this is. Uh, Brum, I want to ask you a question. Could you go full anarchy here? You try to break your contract, force out of grant of rights, force everything, and force ESPN to sue you and try to break you. Like, how bad of PR would it be for Disney to ruin a higher ed institution because they broke their TV contract? It's, I mean, it's just so, like, it's, <laughs> I've never thought of that, but. <laughs> yeah, you like that? I do, but. What conference will Florida State join? The Civil War ESPN versus the, uh, the Seminoles? <laughs> yeah. What, I'm saying, what, be, what, what conference, ahead, what conference, what conference do they join? I mean, we're anticipating probably the SEC, whose deal is with ESPN. Like, that's the problem. Like. You want to piss off the, the hand that is going to feed you next? Yeah, true, true. No, I like mean, okay. In, in all seriousness, in all seriousness, I don't think you can break a contract. I just, I do, yeah. I do love the fantasy of like, um, like if push came to shove, would ESPN sue them into oblivion and like try to bankrupt a, a an institution of higher education? Uh, but I don't think it's what happens to the SEC, ACC. I think that's the big question. Like, if if you can't get out of this, you yeah, can't. Like, you, you're stuck. You're you. If there was a path, I would have thought by now there would be a smart enough people to have been able to find that loophole to get out of this deal. Like Definitely. they are working Definitely. very hard to do it. Like they haven't. Like this contract was written extremely well, which it should be. It's a lot of money. You know, they're like, oh, only 40. That's a lot of money these, these schools are still getting per year. If they can't and they are just, man, this sucks, but we're in here for the next, you know, what is it, 2023, next 13 years, 14 years. Does the does does the all the momentum that Florida State has gained this past year, all the momentum that uh, that Clemson has built up over the past decade plus, does the ACC essentially become irrelevant in three years when that gap becomes so significant between them and the Big Ten and ACC? I mean, how do you compete? I don't really don't know how you do. 
Yeah, I, as I, a player, I, you you know all this, and you're going to be told all this. Like, hey, you know, you will get taken care of at X university in the Big Ten or the SEC. You know why? Because we're getting paid forty more million dollars per year than every other school you're looking at in the ACC. And I, yeah, I, I mean, just it's 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 you can't be competitive. You really can't. I mean, that's why they're stressing, and that's why they're 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 essentially pleading and making it as public as possible that it is right now a, a moment of desperation for a lot of these sporting programs of of being able to compete at a national level. Yes, and that and that's that's the important part at a national level, right? They could probably still yeah. beat most of you know your conference, but if they're trying to keep up with which Florida State views themselves this way, even though they haven't been this way in a while, mm -hmm. though they're trending there. But yeah, if they want to be a top ten team, well this is just going to, like Alfred said, make it impossible. Um, you yeah. mentioned what happened to the ACC, and here's where I believe that we arrive at the canary in the coal mine and why this could all end up very badly for the ACC, is that one of Florida State's main complaints in all of this is that on top of not making as much, that they are not being um, appropriately rewarded for what they bring to the conference. Uh, Alford had a market valuation commissioned, right, for FSU's value to the ACC. And mm -hmm. uh, they came back and they said Florida State represents roughly 15% of the ACC's media rights, of the entire deal mm -hmm. that Florida State and the eyeballs that they bring and the revenue they generate basically create about 15% of that deal. However, due to equal splits, they only receive 7% of the distribution. Um, Florida State also represents 70%, 70% more TV viewers than your ACC average football team. Mm -hmm. uh, I mean, last year they had some of the highest watched games uh, of all season. Uh, their yep. their uh, Friday uh, rival game against Florida nearly hit 7 million. Uh, LSU, Florida ass State. LSU. Most, okay, not ass whooping, you know, a, a great game though. But um, yeah, th that Sunday night, that that was over 7 million. Um, they've had 17 different They're games. They're playing in the, million probably plus. the biggest non-conference game of the year. If you look ahead like that, yeah. LSU-Florida State game is probably yep. going to be one of the five most watched games of the year next yep. year. So, so I don't need to belabor the point anymore. We all understand that FSU is saying, okay, we're being paid equal, but we bring more to the table than these other schools that are getting the same thing as we are. And they're not wrong. And what it's led to is discussion amongst the schools about revenue redistribution, right? Where bigger brands like Florida State and Clemson would get more since they drive more. This, though, is the canary in the coal mines, right? If these are the conversations you're having, it's only going to end in disaster. Why would a mm -hmm. smaller school ever agree to that deal? Like if I'm someone who's being propped up, why would I ever? Agree? All you're doing is taking is creating the exact same situation that Florida State is in right now, but on a micro scale, right? Like Florida State is upset because they're not being paid as much as the peers that they're trying to compete with. If all of a sudden you're giving Florida State um, relative equal uh, revenue where they're getting 15% and I don't know, Louisville is getting 4%. Well, then Louisville's like, well, what the hell, man? I'm trying to compete with my peers and I'm not getting what I'm worth. So like I, that is unsustainable in a conference to me. So if they actually ever pass revenue redistribution, I do feel like that's probably the beginning of the end. I guess the only thing I can't get at boys and Aaron, that ain't going to happen. Maybe no, no, no. I, I don't think. I don't There's think. It will no like, why would this yeah. no, agree? But yeah, why, why are they? Yeah, what, sure. Let's just let's keep Florida State happy and let's get them paid more <laughs> while we suffer. Yeah. yeah. But but like Sorry. this is the exact thing that broke the Big Twelve, right? Like if you really trace yeah. it all the way back, was Texas saying, "Look, our brand's bigger. We want a TV station. We're all bigger. We mean more than you." And it led to everybody leaving. And now look at where the Big Twelve is. Uh, correct. So the Big Twelve stabilized, but they're not what they were, or not what they could have been and no. should have been no. in this recent <laughs> era of sports. Uh, but my question is, boys, and either of y'all can take it. What is Alford's end game here? Because as much as a story like this makes us all feel very new, there's mm -hmm. little new information in here, and there was no at the end like, and here's the path out. It was basically just like. This is fucked. And then, yeah, and then he it. just walked that's off. It. Well, I, I, well, I do. I, I, I do like the studies that were conducted, though. I do think that 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 when you put numbers to something and people can see, like, oh my gosh, they're generating this many views. They're generating this much money. This is what they should be getting based on you know the 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 
how big of a program it is, which is, it still is impressive. Like what they've been able to do through the hard time since what, 2013, when they won a national championship, it does show you that this is one of the premier programs in the Southeast, regardless of, of conference, regardless of, of how well they've done over the past decade, it's still Florida state. It's still a massive fan base. It's still a massive brand and they should be getting paid on the same playing field as a Georgia, as an Alabama, as an LSU, as a, Auburn like that is that is who they are as a Florida obviously being their in-state rival there so like anytime once again that you could put numbers for people to really sit back and say wow this sucks is great but like you alluded to it doesn't really matter it doesn't matter no. that you can illustrate that we deserve this that we bring this many views that we get this much recognition that our fans love us this much that's all well and and, and, and great and good and all that good stuff but until you actually have a plan to get out of the grant of right steel, it's just a bunch of bitching and moaning and crying. And, and <laughs> we wish we could get out of this and that's it. Um, yeah. It's like you, you come to my office and you're like yelling and your boss just like, yeah, man, I feel you. Yeah. It sucks. Yeah. But yeah. then never falls up just again. That sucks too. <laughs> hey, look, I'd be mad too. If it were me, you know, Hey, uh, what you I, I think what he is angling, I think he is angling for. Yes. What's the angle? the uneven distribution of the money okay that makes sense that ain't happening um of course i think i think both are extremely unlikely but i think getting out of the grant of rights deal is less likely than a uneven revenue split oh imagine having to pay um 120 million like let's just forget about grant of rights so again that's the real price but imagine in the NIL era, even having to pay a hundred twenty million uh, just to just to get out, right? And and, and, and mm, I'll say this too: is that this is a conversation that also does shift over time. Whereas right now, it's not economically feasible um, for them to get out, or doesn't feel like it because of the high price tag. But also at the same time, that gap isn't at thirty million dollars quite yet. We're like we're a few years away from that, I guess when we revisit like Florida state has to almost try to thread this needle potentially. Okay. How many years can we get closer to the expiration of this deal? So it's cheaper to leave combined with like, how many years can we operate making less and less and less before we're just way too far backwards yep. to catch up. So this is a conversation that will be going on for years. It's a bit of a moving target, but yeah, it's, um, will, 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 will an ACC team, hmm. will an ACC team win a national championship in the next 13 years? Oh, I mean, you're asking me, will Clemson win a national championship in the next 13 years? No, I don't no, no, think, no, no, no. I think I think I'm not sold on Florida back. State anyway. I'm sold I'm not on Florida, Florida State. State. I'm, you I'm are. Sold. And I'm especially sold on Miami, too. I mean, Miami is coming in, steam train. They're they're moving right now. Are you? Okay, okay, okay. okay. Did you it, are fine. Did their big booster just get did their big booster just get in trouble with the the, uh, the Cavalier twins? Is that what I saw, too? A lot, a lot of good news coming out of Miami. Who are the Cavalier twins? Those are the TikTok female... women's basketball stars. Think of like yes. the Olivia Dunn dude of women's basketball, but there's two of them. Yes. They go to Miami. But there's two of them. Yep. Huh. Yeah. Um, and they got in trouble for going to a This all sounds very I greasy. I don't know house. what's going on here. Yes. I, don't, I don't know. Are you very, saying very, a very shadowy Miami. figure at Miami might have gotten in trouble for making greasy payments in college sports? Yes. Doesn't seem likely, T-Pop. Pre <laughs> them being actually signed to Miami? Yeah. What are we doing? No, no. Are we really trying? I mean, if you open the inducement, like if you actually open the paying to recruit kids door, you're going to have to nail everyone. Or I guess maybe you just do Miami because you always do Miami and you use them to be like, look, don't do this. I don't know. That that seems like, mm, I don't know if I just want to blanket say I support John Ruiz because uh, that feels very <laughs> sketchy, know. but I'm not upset with Miami paying for kids to go to their school. That's what everybody is doing uh right now also that would be the height of ncaa absurdity if if as blake walters is saying in the chat if they get in trouble for a dinner at his house at a time when people are making millions of dollars you're telling me a dinner is a recruiting violation that we're going to look to hang mm -hmm. someone on i mean i guess that's like getting like i don't know like a like like a 1930s mobster on tax evasion instead of murder but that's yeah, but still, I think there was like ten thousand bottles, ten thousand dollars worth of like wine was drunk, and you know, special steaks were made. Like it was an expensive dinner. Yeah, I don't give me. a fuck. Like, Who cares? <laughs> Who cares? 
Like, I don't care. I thought we were done with all this nonsense. It's just whining and dying and dude, trying to get people. To There's no more rules. School. Let's just say, screw it. Just let everyone pay. If you want to pay, if you want to, if you want to spend your hard earned money yeah. on a 17 year old kid to induce him to go to university or a pair of twins from, I forget where they were before to come to university, then good for It's your money. Do what you want with it. Have some fun. Yeah, good I mean, for the kids that- being paid. Also, like, um, isn't that basically what Mark Emmert did in ushering the NCAA into all this? He basically said, fuck it, no rules. Just let it ride, see what happens. Um, hmm. But back to the question, though. No, I will say this. No, an an ACC team will not win a national championship in the next 13 years. And I think the, the, the chance of them winning it obviously is going to jump significantly come 2025. Like, I don't think they sniff... I don't even think they get into a national championship and in, in starting in three years until this. So here's, is done with. here's what I was going to say. My problem is like that. Let's say they all made equal money though. And I could still maybe answer that question. No, an ACC team will not win the national championship. So like already they're behind and then they're only going to get further and further mm-hmm. behind. So unfortunately uh, for FSU fans, right when you're getting back, it feels like you're maybe mm-hmm. farther away than ever um hey guess what okay so i was thinking about anthony richson as i do and aaron no. when it came to the weight room and workouts and stuff were you a fake it till you make it guy like in terms of attitude no 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 no, no. i was i was a fake it till you make it in mat drills you know, like yeah that's what i mean no, and, what i'm saying is like yeah. a day where you're just not into it you don't want to be there but you know the best way to handle it is if i just force myself to be positive it's going to come around, right? Well, Brum, you'll appreciate this. How do you feel about fake it till you take it? Because this Anthony Richardson thing started as a joke with me, but now I fully believe it. More and more, every single day, I believe the take that Anthony Richardson should be the number one overall pick of the draft. And the interesting part now is that the Bears could trade their first overall pick, according to Adam Schefter. Imagine that. Right, start kicking off a Monday news cycle. Bears could trade the number one pick, huh? And what's fascinating about this, Aaron, um, we talked a bit about it on AMP, but this is the equivalent of hitting an aura, just a vein of pure gold, and you're an old prospector in the mountains. Like the amount of conversations you can have over the next two months is unending because you got all the elements. You got a premier franchise in the NFL, the Bears, who think they have a franchise quarterback, but they're not sure. So you have like the, will you, won't you bail on him on Justin Fields conversation. Um, Then you look at the potential trade partners. If you do trade the pick, you've got Houston at two. You got Indianapolis at four. You got Vegas, Atlanta, Carolina at seven, eight, nine. So already there, we've got five quick, easy suitors that you can be like, I don't know, man. Yo, you love that quarterback? Oh, well, guess what? I might trade it to this other team. And then the other part is you have a quarterback class where there's no consensus number one option. This is not just draft Joe Burrow and everything else works out. Like, like even within this, there's going to be posturing about, well, is this guy actually number one? Well, we love this guy. So, like, this this, this is a conversation. Sources are saying Colts actually really love Will Levis, and that could be their Yeah. Job. That's what I was going to say. Three, yeah. three weeks ago, three weeks ago it was. Like, three weeks ago the rumors was the Colts are in love with Will Levis. Then all of a sudden we fast forward, you know, two weeks later, and all of a sudden, okay, the Colts are going to trade up to get Anthony Richardson. Next week, it's going to be the Colts trade up to get Bryce Young. The following week, it's going to be they're going to get uh, C.J. Stroud. Like, we're, we're about to hit the combine, so a lot of things will change. I think that only benefits Anthony Richardson, obviously, with his with his size and Greek goddess body. But goddess, I just I, I god <laughs> Greek god body yeah, goddess yeah, yeah. God, god goddess yeah. whatever yeah Shut no up. no god I think god uh, is what we're looking for yeah. I, I just, and I know you love to bring back the um, uh, Josh Allen comparisons of, oh, but look, everyone's talking about Josh Allen and everyone's talking about, you know, look what you could build from a quarterback that just has natural gifts. I'll, I will bring up last year's NFL draft. Like, look at what happened. Like, what did we talk about from January leading up to draft day? All these quarterbacks, all these quarterbacks can get taken in the first round. All these guys are going to be top 15, and you better yeah. trade up if you want a quarterback. You better trade up. And all of them fell. Yeah. Kenny yep, Pickett was drafted, it. what, like 18th, 19th? And then the rest of them Draft were like season, second, baby. third, fourth round. Love it. Like, 
it's uh, just like to me, I, 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 I will say right now, I think that is more likely to happen. These guys falling late into the first round into the second than Anthony Richardson getting drafted in the first round. We were so high on all those quarterbacks. These NFL GMs and coaches were smart enough to say, no, they're not that good. No, they're not ready. And you saw them fall. I would, I am, I, I will say that that is more likely to happen than Anthony Richardson getting picked first overall. That is way too high for a guy that has way too many questions. JLab has something for everyone with earbuds and headphones that are as versatile as you are. Perfect for calls, listening to podcasts, and working out. They are built for every single moment. JLab is proud to partner with Powerhouse College Athletics, UCLA, Duke, Gonzaga, Indiana, St. John's, TCU, Vanderbilt, Arkansas, Minnesota, San Diego State, and more. From lively tailgates to coaches' play calling and courtside rivalries to college athletics and IL deals, JLab joins the action and connects with 182 million plus college sports fans nationwide. They're excited to partner with 17 D1 college schools showcasing their passion and loyalty of fans and athletes across the United States. Whether creating cutting-edge tech products or pursuing athletic greatness, being the best takes hard work and commitment. JLab is proud to partner with schools who are showcasing the hard work, perseverance, and even the championship celebrations across all college sports. Use code SNAPS25 for 25% off your order, visit jlab.com to find your kind of tech. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Black Buffalo products are intended for adults age 21 and older who are consumers of nicotine or tobacco. If you're an adult age 21 and older and use nicotine or tobacco, I want to tell you about an American-made success story in Black Buffalo's award-winning nicotine pouches. Black Buffalo's nicotine pouches are not owned by Big Tobacco. They're an independent company proudly built right here in the USA for 21 and over adult consumers. Black Buffalo was built by dippers with decades of smokeless tobacco use. They believed the market wanted tobacco alternative nicotine products that offered the best of both worlds. Bold flavor, full pouches. What are they made of? It's pretty simple. Cured edible green leaves, food-grade ingredients, and pharmaceutical-grade nicotine. Most importantly, there's no tobacco leaf or stem. All proudly made right here in the USA. So if you're 21 and older, consume nicotine or tobacco, and want to join the Black Buffalo Herd, head over to blackbuffalo.com to learn more. You can order nicotine pouches online, and they ship directly to most states. Or check out the store locator to purchase pouches at thousands of retail locations around the country. Black Buffalo Tobacco Alternative. Bold flavor, full pouches. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic Gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. NBA season's heating up. Now's the perfect time to download FanDuel. Because new customers get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's bonus bets back if your first bet doesn't win. Download the FanDuel Sportsbook app because it's safe, it's secure, and it's super easy to use. Then you can bet on everything from the money line to point scores to threes made. Uh, look, I'm a Pelicans fan, which means I'm in a dark spot right now. But, 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 if I was to open a DraftKings account today, I would use the promo code SNAPS and then... I would put however much money I'm comfortable in wanting to uh, deposit, right? A responsible amount. And I would let it all ride on one big no sweat first bet. Say you want to put in 200 bucks. Okay, I'm putting it in. And then I'm putting it on the Pell's money line tonight at home against the Magic. And guess what? If it doesn't hit, that's okay. 
because of no sweat first bet, I get that money back in free bonus bets with which to play with. So go to fanduel.com slash snaps. That's fanduel.com slash snaps and learn more. And if you're in Massachusetts, Masha, Massachusetts, well, get ready because FanDuel's coming soon. So make sure you check out fanduel.com slash mass to take advantage of their great pre-live offers. Let's make every moment more with FanDuel, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Who's, who's falling You went from here, first though, overall to first round, though. That, that's a wide yes. first. No, that's what I'm saying. Brum, is this – so fake it till you take it. It's a segment where you say your craziest takes that you might actually believe. Aaron, do you actually believe that Anthony Richardson is not going to go first round? NBA season's heating up. Now's the perfect time to download FanDuel. Because new customers get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's bonus bets back if your first bet doesn't win. Download the FanDuel Sportsbook app because it's safe, it's secure, and it's super easy to use. Then you can bet on everything from the money line to point scores to threes made. Uh, look, I'm a Pelicans fan, which means I'm in a dark spot right now. But, 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 if I was to open a DraftKings account today, I would use the promo code SNAPS and then... I would put however much money I'm comfortable in wanting to uh, deposit, right? A responsible amount. And I would let it all ride on one big no sweat first bet. Say you want to put in 200 bucks. Okay, I'm putting it in. And then I'm putting it on the Pell's money line tonight at home against the Magic. And guess what? If it doesn't hit, that's okay. Because the no sweat first bet, I get that money back in free bonus bets with which to play with. So go to fanduel.com slash snaps. That's fanduel.com slash snaps and learn more. And if you're in Massachusetts, Masha, Massachusetts, well, get ready because FanDuel's coming soon. So make sure you check out fanduel.com slash mass to take advantage of their great pre-live offers. Let's make every moment more with FanDuel, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Uh, no, he's in the no, first round. You don't. Exactly. He, yeah. he shouldn't go first round. He shouldn't go first round. The only reason he's going Who first round. Who are you round, to say that? Who are you to say that? Just let me finish. The only reason he's going first round is because when you, the teams that you just listed, and we talked about this three weeks ago, would just this is by far the neediest quarterback league I've ever seen. Like ever since my time of like yeah. watching. NFL football, I've never seen so many teams that need sure. a quarterback, that are desperate for a quarterback. I mean, literally 80% of the NFC needs a quarterback. I mean, yeah. it, it's, you it's go a, through them right now. Washington needs a quarterback. Detroit, I mean, do you love Jared Goff? Do you not? Is he going to win? You know, Aaron Rodgers, is he coming back? Do you really trust the guy you drafted four years ago that's been riding the pine? Kirk Cousins, is he good enough to win a Super Bowl? Atlanta Falcons need a quarterback. Carolina needs a quarterback. New Orleans Saints need a quarterback. Tampa Bay Buccaneers need a quarterback. Uh, Arizona has a new. Tampa has Kyle Trask. Okay. Yeah. Relax. Kyle Trask. San Francisco needs a quarterback. Seattle. I mean, do you need a new quarterback? Like, there is so many teams in the NFL right now that look at the top top quarterbacks in this league, and you go from the top quarterbacks from you know Patrick Mahomes and and that group of four or five. There is a significant drop to that next tier. It's not like, oh, we're right there. Maybe we can get lucky if we put enough good guys around them. No, no, no. From the top five guys in the NFL to the next top top grouping of five, there's a big drop. And the NFL knows if you don't have a quarterback, you're in big trouble for trying to win a championship. So they are going to have to reach on a lot of these guys. So that is the only reason why. If the, if, 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 if the NFL was better right now with quarterback play, he's not a first-round pick. But it's not. So it's his perfect situation. It was smart by him. I thought he should stay. I thought it would be better for him. It was smart by Anthony Richardson to leave. He knew that this was a quarterback league that needed a lot of quarterbacks and not a great draft of quarterbacks and that he could be picked inside the top 10 because yeah, of all man. these factors. Uh, you know, it's a classic like uh, surrounding yourself with ugly people to appear better looking. Or, you know, this, yes. the NFL's yes. a sausage party right now. And finally, uh, Schefter sent out a text and he got a few girls over. And now, so you got like 30 guys, 32 guys going against the four girls. Let's see what happens. Mm -hmm. And obviously we can yep. switch the sexes. Like it could be a, uh, a taco party, right? 
and finally four bros walk through the door. I, I don't mean it like that. Like this is a gender fluid conversation in terms of who wants to bang who. But the point is, like Aaron's saying, there's a bunch of horny NFL teams and only a few yes. targets to go around. Mm. Um, what do you think I, about the Derek, segment, take it or fake it? Where like, I throw out a take and then essentially you have to either say, I'm taking it or you're faking it. <laughs> so you see what I'm saying? Like, it's like, I throw an outlandish thing, like, um, Bryce okay, okay. will fall outside of the top three, and you have to mm-hmm. either accept it or call bullshit, is essentially the name okay. of the game. Okay, yeah, I, I, I don't hate bullshit. it, and if I call you out for faking it, though, um, are you ever actually faking it, or then do you offer me justification as to your take? Yes. Like, am I answering is... whether or not I take it, or you are asking me if I think you take it? I haven't really worked through the, op- like, I haven't totally workshopped the game yet, but yeah. I am, uh... Just brainstorm it, it, a little bit. We're just brainstorming. We're just coming up with segments yeah, on the fly in the middle of the show. Yeah, and then and then loser gets pegged. Like Thomas Dare says, segment name, you got pegged. Instead of it's jacked like, up. It's like, it's like uh, jacked up. But for yeah. You got pegged. And then it's just like a Photoshop of like uh, Eric B. Enemy pegging uh, Twitter because everybody's on Twitter like, he's not ready to be a head coach. But when he like balls out with the – if Eric B. Enemy makes a commander's offense good next year, it, I will – Whatever. He should already be an NFL coach, in my opinion. That's crazy. Derek Thompson says, uh, Pac-12 will be better than the ACC this year. Uh, Derek, I think they were already better last year. What? They were better last year. Pac-12's in trouble, but he said this year, to be fair. And when you look, I mean, uh, you got to go all the way down to Florida State at 11 to get to an ACC team, you got Washington checking in at eight, Utah at 10. Better. What's that? Yeah, the Pac-12's Pac-12's better. I just don't know if the Pac-12 is going to be around by the season yeah. time. Like, well, well, hold on, hold on. You don't, you don't like Ion? Maybe. Yeah. Ion, <laughs> Apple, like that gets me, you know, you said it last year, like the streaming bubbles bursted, man. Like that, 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 that is not going to save you. So, it wouldn't. I don't think it would happen that fast. Like if 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 I would not be like SEC media days. We're at SEC media days or Big Ten media days, and all of a sudden the commissioner gets up there and says, "Okay, guys, big news: uh, Oregon and Washington join the Big Ten. Colorado is going back to the Big Twelve. Like it would not. That would be smart on their part with 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 this going on right now. And I'm sure they're kind of looking. It's like, wow, really? This is the best that we're about to get. Speaking of, you've got so pegged, get- That would be Oregon to the Pac-12. You got pegged. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, like, that, they would have to – I'm sure they wouldn't make the move right away. It would, they would have to be one more year. So, next year, yes, Pac-12 will be good. But in two years, I, there is not going to be a Pac-12 in two years. It, it just Two years. Oof, boy. Two that's years. A, that's a – ooh, man. That would be – that's crazy to wrap my head around. I don't know about the timing of all this. I guess anytime I talk about these things, I'm always just assuming that we're talking about some like far flung date in the future when it will all come to pass. What would be some other, you got pegged moments of the weekend. Did y'all see the Iowa coach Fran stare down the referee? Did the referee get pegged there? Uh, Maybe so. Um, Joel Embiid making that full court shot, but it not counting. You got pegged. Um, hmm. Oh, oh, Jake Paul. Losing the fight. Oh, you got God. pegged. <laughs> yeah, come on. Shout out Thomas Dare for the You Got Pegged uh, uh, segment. Um, uh, to take it back to stuff. AMP, uh, Aquaman The Last Kingdom. <laughs> you got pegged. Exactly, dude. For those that don't know, uh, some reports are that people are walking out of the test screenings of Aquaman 2 um, and that it might be the worst DC movie ever made, which is really, really saying something in a world where Suicide Squad 1 was made. Uh, have you seen Black two. Adam, T-Bob? Uh, no. I mean, you think that Black Adam was going to get me to the theater? But it's, it's, um, on, it's, no. on, it's on HBO Max now. Uh, oh, really? I did not realize that. No, I will not be watching Black Adam. I have way too much stuff to watch. And and, and before you're like, Kiba, Black Adam's a cool character. I fucking love DC Comics, okay? Black Adam is an incredible comic book character. A bit anti-hero. He's the leader of a fake... Uh, but, but, you know, it's supposed to like, like a Middle East city state, right? Like, like there's a lot of fascinating storylines that you can play with when it comes to black Adam and that character. I, everything I saw from the preview told me that the actual movie did none of that. 
they just I, made I, I do want to get I do want to get your movie I want to get your movie recommendation on this since we're on this topic real quick. Yeah, what pegging, we got? You're not pegging. Everything, yeah. everywhere, all at once. Oh, yeah. Are you ready to get your heart pegged with love? Like if you're into pegging, then watch everything, everywhere, all at once, and you will get pegged. That is, and I know Brum doesn't agree, um, but only because I'm so extreme when I say this. But for me, that is one of my top five favorite movies of all time. Aaron. Wow. I think wow. it is fantastic. Uh, rarely has a movie ever caused. I mean, the 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 range of emotions and and the the different ways in which it made me laugh, uh, the creativity in which it accomplished these goals. Um, I I and and, and just the base storyline. Like like imagine making a massive Hollywood hit with a uh, Chinese American woman as the lead in a world where we just, if we make an animated movie, we're just like, let's cast Chris Pratt because it'll make millions. Like it's so risky, so weird, so out there. And yet it is so perfectly put together. Yeah. Everything ever all at once easily in a year of good movies for me personally, easily my favorite movie of this last year. So definitely watch it. And I'm interested to see it what is, you think. It is. And I'm not as high as T-Bob. So he kind of, uh, he kind of pegged my opinion there. We start. We, I was like, we started <laughs> it, last it, time. It is, it is very, very good. I, it's an A minus for me, okay. not an A plus. I really, really like okay. it. That's we, fair. It's an A plus for me, though. We started it last night. We started it last okay. night. Got to finish it tonight. So we'll see. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to. So I've been watching. Um, do y'all ever like Brum? You might like this. I don't know about you, Aaron. Do y'all like behind the scenes stuff? Like I love. Yes. Making ofs, right? Yes. I love seeing the creative process. Uh, the problem is with a lot of making ofs, you're getting the fantasy version of it, which I still love. Do not get me wrong. Yep. Like, I still love the, it's all roses. Look at us. We're a bunch of creatives. And yeah, we're everything just magically came together did. to create this thing that everyone knew was going to be a big hit, you know, the whole time they were making it. Well, yeah. Or like, or like, I mean, or, or like, I mean, you, you just don't see a lot of like the disagreement all the time or a lot of nitty gritty. Well, I got to give a shout out to, um, double fine productions, double fine. Of course, is a very famous video game company. Well, back in the day, they were one of the first big Kickstarter projects and, uh, they created this game broken age. And one of the pitches on Kickstarter would, they would make like a very long documentary, um, chronically in the making of it ended up coming out about 12 hours now they just released one on psychonauts 2 that's like 22 hours home right but i have gone back and i've been watching that original broken age documentary and if you want to really see like by far the most true and honest behind the scenes that you can see of how a video game is made and how fucking impossibly hard these things are to make mm -hmm. i cannot recommend this documentary enough it's fantastic yes. i started actually playing the game last night broken age it's it's very good um again it is if you are into behind the scenes stuff i can't recommend enough it's taking away from everything i was trying to do a full mandalorian rewatch ahead of wednesday's mando season three premiere aaron get ready let's Woo! go but uh, but i got distracted by double fine production so i wanted to shout those I guess guys I just, out my, you know my, my my behind the scenes is the uh the the i just finished the full set so a little behind the scenes of what it takes to be a, a professional pga golfer and how difficult oh, that that's is right. my, my vision that's the uh yeah, yeah. full swing you mean full send once. is the podcast is a very popular podcast yeah, that's true that's true whatever so, yeah full full swing so so this is like the f1 show but with golf correct but with golf yeah okay it sounds kind of tight actually a lot of a lot of like pj live hate throughout the whole thing i thought it was well done really really well done who's uh, the, the uh film that one actually did just come out so i'm gonna watch that Who's the big, who's the big like winner? Like which, which guy do you like way more than maybe you thought you did coming out of full swing? Oh, really, really respect Rory a lot more. Okay, dude. I mean, shout he, out. He just, he, he took, he took a big stand. And, and if you follow golf, you, you obviously know this, but like, you know, when the whole live thing came down, he kind of put his foot down and, and him and Tiger yeah. kind of bonded together. It was like the two leaders of the PGA. Like, no, this is the better league. This is where the best players need to be. This is where the best tournaments are. And, and just said, no, screw that, man. Like, I'm staying here. I'm committed. And, and what he did behind the scenes and what he is continuing to do to, to make the game of golf better for this generation, the next generation, the next generation, the next generation, I think it's really impressive. He's not just about showing up to the, to the course and playing golf. Like, he really 
puts time into trying to make the game better for fans and for kids. And I, I kind of really oh. appreciate that because it's not only about him. I thought that was pretty cool. Well, that's kind of funny too, because that isn't that Liv's entire justification? Like that's what they try yeah. to say that they are doing is making the game better for mm -hmm. future generations, blah, blah, blah. I'll say this. I haven't yeah. seen the show. Um, uh, Thomas Dare says, didn't think I could hate Kepka anymore. I don't know that there's a more unlikable human being on the planet than Patrick Reed. Patrick Reed is a Baton Rouge yeah, native and no one, and no one claims Patrick Reed. They're like, ah, no, he's from Georgia. I think actually, even though he went to high school, no, Georgia doesn't Reed. claim him either. George, you get that George for stealing. George is, oh, man. I see the Brooks Kepka episodes really, really, uh, that's been the one that's been, I guess, the, the, the most debated about because of his obviously personality and some of the stuff he says, I didn't really have like that big of an issue with some of the stuff he said, like he's a competitor. Like I get it. Like he really opened up about his mindset of, you know, how difficult it's been for him to not be at the top of his game and not winning. And like, he was really open and honest about it. And I think it kind of took people by surprise. They're like, wow, like he kind of unleashed a little bit. I was like, I mean, as, as a former competitor who, for me, like I was at the top of my game for a long time. I was one of the best high school quarterbacks, one of the best, you know, college football quarterbacks. I kind of lost it and then, you know, just slipped away and, you know, ended up, you know, only playing a few years in the league. Like I get where he's coming from. So I feel like you have to kind of have gone through it similarly. Um, but he's just, he's just, a, he's just, there's no BS with him. Like it is all about winning. And if he's not winning, he's just pissed off. Uh, mm. Brooks Kepka is, so is, is a great example of people say they want honesty, but what they really want is what they want to hear. Yeah. Or, yeah, that's fair. Yes, I mean, I, I think you see, uh, that, that makes, but how does he tie that into going to play for live? Cause one of the more competitive, I think he wants to win. Like, Oh, okay. I think he just wants to win. So think, he's admitting that it's an like, easier path win. to winning. Okay, yeah, a couple okay. of times he's like, I just don't know if I could beat these guys. Like, I'm just going to be honest. Like, I, I, these wow. guys are just – yeah. Oh, yeah. Maybe, maybe you need to check out some full swing, dude. Um, okay, well, then you know what? As we as we continue our stream of consciousness into the show, you know who didn't get pegged? A.J. McCarron. Shout out to him. I yeah. really actually liked his comments after his XFL game where he was like, look, man – I could have stayed. It could have been an NFL backup, but like my kids have never seen me play. Like I want to play again. And so, yeah, I joined the XFL. Mm -hmm. I thought that was pretty cool, man. Less money, but somebody yep. who really wants to be out there actually slinging the rock a little bit. I can't wait for that XFL logo on his chest soon. I just, that, that's, 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 that's <laughs> uh, oh man. I, I wonder, um, mm, now you got me thinking about Dan Lanning's wife's cleavage on his love handles again. Mm. Mm. Yeah. 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 Uh, all right. Well, that'll do it for today's show, I believe. Anything else? Anything we missed on? I feel That's like this it. is a fun little Good meandering show, into the podcast. Uh, yeah. We love you all very much. If you're watching on YouTube.com slash the volume, please hit the like button. Um, if you want to help out the show, some other ways you could do it. You could rate, review the podcast and subscribe to the pod wherever you listen to pod, Spotify, Apple. That really helps y'all kind of tells the robots that people like it helps grow it. You could also go to a FanDuel Sportsbook app and use the promo code SNAPS for some great sign-up deals uh, when you go. And um, I'll leave you with this. We learned on my morning radio show today, Aaron, that Steve Irwin, uh, his birthday would have been this weekend. Um, mm. Do you believe, Aaron, because I think it's pretty fucked that a Stingray is a thing that did in Steve Irwin at the end of the day, right? It's one of those yeah. great ironies, one of the greatest ironies of my entire lifetime where this guy who handled all the most dangerous handles in the world gets got by an animal that, uh, you know, we let little kids swim with all the time. Uh, do you think that we should sacrifice a thousand stingrays a year in the name of Steve Irwin just to let those stingray fucks know that we haven't forgotten? <laughs> God, no. Okay. We just started the show talking about animal cruelty. <laughs> it's not cruelty if there's a purpose behind it, okay? And it's to make those stingrays know that he may be gone but not forgotten. And it ain't going to happen again. I love that you're the Thanos of stingrays. <laughs> Look, man, I, uh, I cannot abide by what they did to my boy. Y'all have a great day. We love you. We'll see y'all later. Bye. This is the story of The One. 
As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at First, first Listen. listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.